0: Welcome to another installment of The Chronicles of Gadget and Cadfile, a series of stories told to me, Tashma Funi, by Brother Cadfile, a gnome monk who has retired to the Tien Monastery about his amazing adventures with Gadget, a gnomish engineer who has a knack for getting involved in some real mysteries around Azeroth. Hello, hello, Brother Cadfile. Are you home? How very nice of you to drop by once again. I was, um, just finishing my breakfast. A lovely bowl of high-energy, healthy Sparks Band cereal. The only cereal endorsed by that great sports hero, Jan Ironchin. Could I, um, could I offer you something? (sighs) Ah, let me guess. Rizek sent some cereal over and asked you to do a commercial, didn't he? Oh, dear, I guess I'm, uh, Not very subtle about these things, am I? No, no, you did fine. Maybe I'll try the cereal later. I really came by to hear another one of your amazing adventures with your friend Gadget. Oh, of course, of course. Now, let's see, what might you and your lovely listeners find diverting today? Hmm, let me... uh... Let me just consult my diary. Let's see. No, not that one. No, No, we did that one already. Oh, here's an interesting adventure involving time travel. Really? Time travel? Well, that sounds very exciting. Wonderful, wonderful. So, this particular story happened right around this same time of year. Many years ago. As you know, my dear friend Gadget is no stranger to the sweet science of pugilism, and she and I had traveled to Gadget Sand for her to do some training in a notorious combat arena called the Thunderdome. Gadget represented herself quite well in this event, but did sustain some slightly more than minor wounds. We were retrieving my healing supplies from my saddlebags in the stabling area just outside the walls of the city when we noticed a finely dressed fellow standing near the horses. Gadget greeted the gentleman cordially and commented upon his fine hat, which drew us into a conversation with him. His name happened to be Don Carlos, about his hat and his adventures with his coyote Guerrero as a young man in the hill's Brad foothills. He spoke rather boastfully about his fighting prowess and said many people had tried to take his hat by force, but no one was ever successful. Gadget chuckled and said, Come, come, good sir, I'm a fighter of some note myself, as you can see from my injuries, and even I have been defeated upon occasion. Nevertheless, Don Carlos insisted that as a young man he was undefeated, although he now whiled away his declining years with drinking and fishing. Gadget laughed and said she doubted his claims, but said it was nice to make his acquaintance, and we went back into town and to the inn where I could attend to her wounds. As I dressed her injuries, Gadget commented upon Don Carlos's boasts and seemed somewhat annoyed that someone would make such a claim. Well, Gadget, I suppose we must take him at his word. It's not as if we could go back in time to prove or disprove them. Well, no sooner had these words left my mouth when Gadget got a mischievous gleam in her eye and said to me, Ah, that's where you are wrong, dear Cadphile. We can prepare to travel south and back into time. And with that, she gathered her things, and all but bolted out the door. And in moments, we were mounting our horses, and Gadget called brightly to Don Carlos as we rode off, we'll see you soon, Don Carlos, but perhaps not in a way you might expect. Our horses kicked up sand as we rode between the aquamarine waters and the red rocks of eastern Tenerife. "'What did you mean, back into time, Gadget?' I asked breathlessly as I tried to keep up her pace. Gadget nodded towards the south, where some ruins peeked out above red rock formations. "'Behold the caverns of time, dear Cadfile. Our vainglorious Don Carlos said his adventures occurred in the Hillsbrad foothills. There just happens to be a time portal to Hillsbrad therein. Let us use this,' to truly test his mettle. And soon enough, we found ourselves riding up to the entrance to the caverns, patrolled by Tick and cronalus dragons from the Bronze Dragonflight. Gadget's voice echoed off the green and purple-lit rough walls of the tunnel as we rode down into the cavern. We ride into the home of Nosdormu and the Bronze Dragonflight cadfile From here they maintained their mission from the titans to guard the caverns against those who might disrupt the flow of time. And an impressive place it was, with great flows of pulsing purple energies, stars, planets, and flowing rocks that I could see through breaks in the walls, studded with ruined buildings, some still occupied. Apparently, there was some sort of celebration occurring at this time, and the tunnels were full of celebrants, banners and balloons that continued all the way down to the great main cavern that was dominated by an enormous bronze rotating mechanism. "'What in Azeroth is that, Gadget?' I asked in a hushed tone. "'That is the Hourglass of Time, a powerful artifact created by Nosdormu, the Timeless One,' aspect of the Bronze Dragonflight and Guardian of Time and powered directly by the Titans to watch over Azeroth. It contains the Sands of Time and powers the Time Portal here and is guarded by Zaldormu and Nosdormu's own heir, Anachronos the Ancient. Impressive sight, is it not? But surprisingly, it is not the most impressive thing here. "'My goodness, Gadget, what could be more impressive than that?' I asked. "'Ah, wait and see,' she grinned and waggled her lovely pink eyebrows. With that, she spurred her horse towards a food stand where the proprietor, one Leroy Jenkins, hawked his world-famous spicy fried chicken. "'I must admit, Gadget, this chicken is truly impressive,' I said as we finished an excellent meal." Gadget smiled around a last mouthful of chicken and, to my dismay, wiped her fingers on the hem of her robe. Just the thing before an adventure into time, Cadfile. Are you ready? As ready as I am for any of our adventures, Gadget. But how shall we find the younger Don Carlos, I asked as we remounted our horses and made our way to the time portal. "'Ah, dear Cadfile, this is not my first trip into the past in Hillsbrad. "'I once helped the Bronze Dragonflight with the events there "'regarding a certain former war chief. "'I have some acquaintances there who may be of assistance.' "'As we approached the portal entrance, Gadget said to me, "'I must warn you to prepare yourself for a bit of a shock, Cadfile. "'When we enter the portal, you may feel a bit different.' And sure enough, the moment we passed the portal, I was dramatically transformed into a surprisingly large human warrior, much to the consternation of my mount, who snorted and tossed his head at the sudden change in weight. Gadget, who was now a strikingly beautiful, waifish, ebony-skinned human female, smiled at my wide-eyed look of surprise. I told you to be prepared, she laughed, as she urged her mount forward. A brief ride later and the tunnel opened up to a view of the green wooded expanse of the Hillsbrad foothills. We were met there by Brazen, a bronze dragon, and Erosion, a blood elf, who solicited our assistance in Durnhold. Sorry old friends, Gadget demurred, not this time. We come on a singular task, to locate one Don Carlos, who claims to have been an adventurer of some note in these parts. Any clue as to where we might find him? Neither one knew of Don Carlos, but told us that adventurers often rode the roads between South Point Gate and Taran Mill. Gadget thanked them for their advice, and we rode south across country towards the main East-West Road. When we got to the road, Gadget paused and said, Before we ride the road, Cadphile led us for the village of South Shore. I have an old friend there who may be able to help. And a short ride later found us in South Shore. We dismounted and led our horses across the wooden docks and approached a broad-shouldered fisherman, dangling a line off the docks. Any luck, Gadget called out. The man turned his broad, smooth-shaven face to us and scowled. Only a poor excuse for an angler needs luck, stranger. My heart fell at this exchange, hoping that Gadget would not aggravate her wounds with another fight. Gadget and the man glared at each other for what seemed an eternity before Gadget said, What's the matter, Nat? You don't recognize me behind this glamour? The man peered into Gadget's eyes and said, The voice seems familiar. And then he smiled broadly. Gadget! Is that you? She nodded with a grin, and they both burst out laughing and exchanged warm greetings. Gadget saw my greatly relieved countenance and waved me over, laughing, Come, come, Cadphile, meet a dear old friend, Nat Pagel. We've wet many a line together and have told so many fishing lies that neither of us knows the truth anymore. Nat, this is my associate, Cadphile. I shook his weathered hand and greeted him as Gadget explained why we were there. Don Carlos. Hmm, don't know the name, he said, but there was an arrogant fellow here yesterday that sounds like he fits your description. Interesting chap, seemed to be quite proud of his hat. He rode in on a big blue roan with a huge coyote named Guerrero at his side. Gadget leaned forward eagerly. That's our man, Nat. Did he say where he happened to be going? Nat shook his head. No. He hung around for a while and seemed spoiling for a fight over his hat, which we all thought was pretty funny. All except Zixel over there. Nat gestured to a goblin on the docks who was busily working on a mechanical device with a grin and a wink. I'm sure he just wanted it to sell. But you know, there is an aged Dalaran wizard who wanders the roads here trying to sell his potions. If you don't find Don Carlos, I bet that old wizard might have seen him. Gadget shook Nat's hand, thanking him heartily. Good to see you, you old liar. Good fortune to you. And remember, good things come to those who bait. At which they both laughed warmly at what seemed an oft-exchanged jape. And we parted company. I didn't know you were a fisherman, I said to Gadget as we rode north back to the main road. Gadget smiled mysteriously and said softly, almost to herself, there are many things you don't know about me, Cadphile. And then she looked alert. What ho! If I am not mistaken, an aged wizard approaches. And sure enough, just ahead on the road we could see an old man in a wizard's hat, shambling along with a lovely young woman at his side. Gadget hailed them as we rode towards them. Hello, wise one, do you have a moment? The old man stopped and turned his wizened bearded face up from the shade of his broad-brimmed hat. Ah, a pair of likely looking gnomes, my dear, he said to his companion, his wizard's vision seeing through our altered appearance. Perhaps they seek some of our potions. Perhaps indeed, wise one, Gadget said as we neared and slowed our mounts. But before we talk business, could you tell me if you have seen a man riding these roads on a blue roan attended by a large coyote? Yes, yes, the old man said, vaguely gesturing to the west. He rode by us without so much as a nod of his ridiculous hat not ten minutes ago. Now, about my potions, they are efficacious and an excellent bargain, he said as he rummaged in his bags that clinked with the sound of crystal vials. Another time, wise one, we must catch this man. Come, Cadphile, the game is afoot. And Gadget spurred her horse away to the west, leaving me to hurriedly apologize to the aged wizard and his companion before trying to catch up. As I rode away, the old man called, Remember, efficacious. Discount prices. With an effort, my mount finally caught up to Gadget, blowing with the effort, and we both galloped along, Gadget's ebony hair blowing around her face that was alight with eagerness. And in minutes, we saw the young Don Carlos, mounted on a big blue roan, who was in a slow walk, followed closely by the large coyote. Don Carlos, Gadget called out, I've come for your hat. Don Carlos reined his mount to a stop and turned his head slowly with a sly grin. Many have tried, good lady, but none have succeeded, he called back, and with that he smoothly dismounted with the grace of a dancer and stood in the middle of the road in the path of our approach. Gadget pulled up a few feet away and jumped down from her mount breathing heavily from the brief chase we had catching up to him. "'We shall see, sir. I really want that hat.' "'So shall we face each other as nature would have it? "'No weapons,' she said as she tossed me her ever-present boomstick "'and the harness where she carried her many clever devices.' Don Carlos nodded slowly, never taking his eyes off her. "'Of course, but take your time.' We'll wait till you're ready, he said as he laid aside his own weapons. Gadget nodded curtly and took a moment to catch her breath and took a drink of water from a bag hanging from her saddle. I hear you are a fighter of some note," she said to Don Carlos. I have yet to be defeated, he said with a smile. Get used to disappointment, Gadget replied, and she took up a fighter's stance. Don Carlos shrugged. Are you ready then, he said. Whether I am or not, you've been more than fair, Gadget said. Then let us begin, Don Carlos said. And with that, they both circled each other, fainting and jabbing at each other, eyes locked and feet shuffling. After several brief exchanges of blows, Gadget suddenly darted inside his greater reach and hooked both his knees and drove him to the ground, his upper body whipping back and striking the ground hard. He let out a loud woof as the wind left his lungs, and Gadget planted herself on his chest, landing several sharp blows to his jaw, at which his eyes glazed and then shut. I read towards them both and immediately checked his pulse and breathing as Gadget stood, dusted herself off, and picked up his hat from where it had fallen. She walked up beside me as I attended to him. Is he okay? she asked. I tucked a roll of cloth from my bag under his head. Yes, but I don't envy him the headache he will have when he awakes. I stood and turned to Gadget, who was grinning widely around a split and bloodied lip and waggling the hat towards me. Well, she said, shall we go let the air out of the puffed-up braggart Don Carlos in Gadget's hand? Our travel back to our own time and back to Gadgetzan was filled with talk about the vagaries of time travel and its associated paradoxes. Both of us find the greatest intimacies of our long friendship in engrossing conversations. The travel passed swiftly, and almost before we knew it, we were back in Gadgetzan and standing before Don Carlos. Gadget presented his hat to him with a flourish. "'Your hat, good sir,' she said." He looked confused and startled. My... my hat! But... but how did you... He spluttered, and then his shoulders slumped. With an abashed smile, he said, Well, no matter. So now you know my secret. I was beaten... once. Here, take this hat in return for mine. You've earned it. And he presented Gadget with the impressive wide-brimmed hat that he had been wearing. Gadget accepted the hat with grace and hung it from its strings on her saddle horn. Gadget and I retired to the inn in Gadget's Inn, where I applied some ointment to her split lip. I say, Gadget, was that hat really worth all that fuss, especially since you aren't even wearing it? It wasn't ever about the hat, Cadfile. she said. I simply cannot abide egotism and delight in seeing those who practice it, defeated. Well, Brother Cadfile, that was quite an adventure. And you know, I can't recall any of your stories where you've had to perform your healing arts on Gadget so extensively. So I have to ask you the same question you asked Gadget about the hat. Was it worth it? Well, at least I got chicken. Thank you for listening to another installment of The Chronicles of Gadget and Cadfile, Sponsored by Krog's Fine Female Leathers. Orgermar's finest purveyors of custom-fitted leather armor for the well-equipped female adventurer. Krog's Leathers. Fit, form, function, and fashion. The Chronicles of Gadget and Cadphile is a work of fan fiction based on World of Warcraft. All place names, character names, and music from World of Warcraft used herein are the exclusive property of Blizzard Entertainment. World of Warcraft is a trademark or registered trademark of Blizzard Entertainment, Inc. in the U.S. and other countries. No copyright or trademark infringement is intended by the Half-Hell Report. If you would like to reach us, you can find us on Twitter at Half Hill Report, or drop us an email at HalfHillReport at yahoo.com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at DragonPoweredStudio.com.